0: With you,
1: Susan Rosen. Hello there, everyone. This is your host, Susan Rosen. And today's podcast is um, sort of a repeat of an earlier podcast that I did probably over a year ago, having to do with the benefits of red wine. None of this has really changed much, and I thought that it probably would be a good time to be going over this information and giving it to you once more to remind you about the benefits that do go with having one glass of of red wine. So since most of us are also continuing to spend a little more time at home, um, if not all of our time at home, some places are still having those kinds of restrictions, I thought that we could talk about the healthy aspects of red wine and consumed in moderate amounts. As I said, I love personally drinking red wine in the evening with or after my dinner, typically with. These days, there isn't any chance of drinking and driving since we only kind of go out once or twice a week personally. And um, don't do that in the evenings that much. So I don't know when We're going to be able to get back to going to the theater, the symphony, so on and so forth, like we used to, but it's not really that bad to end up with a good glass of red wine every night instead. So on to the rest of the podcast. First off, let me start by saying that all types of alcohol are now considered by almost all of the medical community to be of benefit in the fight against cardiovascular disease. When I say all, that includes beer, spirits, and wine. But red wine in particular has been found to have more value because of 200 phytochemicals, including resveratrol, in grapes. And I'm going to also say at this point that you should try and drink organic wine only because most regular non-organic grapes have a lot of pesticides on them, which is not very good for you. Resveratrol, in case you're not familiar with it, has been shown to have antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, anti-clotting, and anti-cancer behavior in the body. There have also been studies that showed where red wine reduces the risk of infectious diseases, diabetes, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, osteoporosis, stroke, heart disease, and obesity. So that's pretty wide ranging and really pretty amazing, I think. To continue the list of red wine benefits, it has also been shown to improve the gut microbiome, which is probably a result of its ability to fight inflation. It's not inflation, inflammation. The polyphenols in the wine aren't well absorbed, by the small intestines. And so they are able to get into the colon, at which point they become food for the beneficial gut bacteria. And these polyphenols, which by the way, are also in olive oil, very, very good for you. They actually work on and stop the creation of the gut bacteria that causes arterial sclerosis, a kind of heart disease. For everyone's benefit, Merriam-Webster defines arterial sclerosis as, quote, a process whereby the walls of a person's blood vessels grow dense plaques made of fat and tissue fibers. So I don't think we want to go there. In William Lee M.D.'s book, Eat to Beat Disease, which I really like a lot, he cites an Italian meta-analysis that combined 13 clinical studies of red wine on cardiovascular disease involving over 209,000 people. They concluded, quote, that red wine intake was associated with an overall 32% reduced risk of arteriosclerosis, unquote. No wonder it has so many good benefits for the heart. Dr. Lee's book also talks about how red wine improves the gut microbiome by reducing inflammation. He cites two separate studies from Spain on the benefits of red wine. The first studied, quote, the effect of drinking the equivalent of a large glass of red wine every day, unquote. After four weeks, they found that the polyphenols led the bacteria to create three kinds of metabolites that have, quote, beneficial anti-inflammatory properties, unquote. A second study, also from Spain, quote, found that drinking only two-thirds of a glass of red wine daily correlated with lower blood levels of a DNA-damaging toxin, which is a marker of aging, oxidative stress, and cellular damage in the body, unquote. Dr. Lee's Angiogenesis Foundation conducted its own research to identify the red grape varietals with the highest, I'm going to see if I can pronounce this correctly, anti-angiogenic activity, which is the formation and uniqueness of blood vessels. What they found was that Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, and Petit Verdot were the most, quote, potent, angiogenic wines of the six they studied. Not sure I'll stop drinking my Merlot and Pinot Noir along with these three, but I will look at getting more of them. We'll see. Moving down into the colon, Dr. Lee also cites a study from Epic Norfolk that followed over 24,000 people for 11 years. That study found that one glass of red wine per day Quote, was associated with a 39% decreased risk of colorectal cancer, unquote. That study in particular caught the attention of my husband, enough that he's going to start joining me sometimes in my daily glass of red wine, although I don't always make it every day, but that's another story. One more area where red wine studies have found benefits, also from Dr. Lee's book, I do love that book, by the way, Research at the Taipei Veterans General Hospital in Taiwan looked at the stem cells of 80 people in their mid-30s who drank either a half glass of red wine, one can of beer, one shot of vodka, or water every day for three weeks. Everyone at the start of the study had similar blood pressure, stem cell levels, and other physical readings. The study group's blood work after three weeks showed that the red wine drinkers had a two-fold increase in the levels of blood vessel stem cells, which would be able to form new blood vessels and survive, which the other study subjects didn't have. The wine drinkers' blood vessels were able to dilate 35% more than the other drinkers' vessels, and they also had a 50% increase in in nitric oxide levels, which is a fundamental signal that not only helps blood vessels dilate, but aids healing and gets stem cells to activate. After this long list of all these studies detailing the benefits of drinking red wine, you're probably wondering if I am suggesting that everyone should start drinking red wine. Well, I'm not. Wine and other types of alcohol don't agree with everyone. Not everyone likes the taste, and not every, and everyone can drink just one glass. All of these benefits are really more for the people who enjoy a glass of wine in the evening with their dinner, or these days maybe in the afternoon, now that we're coming up on the summer, actually spring is here, with some fruit or cheese. I want them to en- keep enjoying that glass of wine, but I also don't want them to make it two or three or four glasses at a sitting. This data and other data as well shows that having more than one glass for women or two for men is not healthy and will absolutely negate all of the positive benefits found in all of these studies. As they say, all things in moderation. One last item is that the Mediterranean diet acknowledged to be the best diet for good health and longevity has a, as in one, daily glass of red wine included. So remember when you sit down to have a nice glass of red wine, don't have a second or a third. One glass a day will also make the bottle last longer and you can savor the flavor and the many health benefits in it. I'm going to continue that practice for sure. That's it for this week's podcast. I hope everyone continues to stay safe and healthy. <clears throat> and remember that I am not a doctor, and this podcast should not be seen as medical advice. If you are having physical issues, please contact your own doctor or go to the emergency room if that's what you need. I look forward to talking to all of you next week.